Hey, I'm Dwayne Roberts, and welcome to the Men of Vision podcast. Men of Vision is helping men develop their full potential. It is through personal development and leadership principles, men will foster a mindset to stretch their thinking. MOV's desire is to help men unleash their full potential. On today's episode, we're talking about four strategies for the decision-making process. So, grab your pen, your paper, open your hearts and your ears and your mind, and let's talk four strategies for the decision-making process. It's your boy D. Rob from Men of Vision. I just give a quick shout out to Caring Bread to the Multitude, which was established back in 1986 as a nonprofit and humanitarian organization. Um, they have worked in countries such as Haiti, Dominica, Costa Rica, Panama, and Trinidad. Currently based out of South Florida for the past 32 years, their mission has been to serve humanity at the point of their immediate need. You want to know more about CBM? Log on to caringbread.org. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Men of Fashion Podcast. I'm your boy, Dwayne Roberts. And please let me say to you, because I'm sure I, you haven't heard from me, but let me say Happy New Year. It is 2020 of January, and we are um, embarking on a f- fun-filled year. This morning, we're talking about four strategies for the um, the decision-making process. Four strategies in the, the decision-making process. We all may have to make decisions frequently and throughout our day, but... <clears throat> What does it take from you to make decisions? Maybe you're a business owner, father. Maybe you're in the in the uh, the market shopping for your your wife. Maybe you're at work listening to this podcast, and you have to make a decision. And you find it difficult at times. Decision making is not always the easiest thing to do. You know, particularly for myself. Um, I know um, it's. It's a process for me to to uh, to make decisions. We always look at to make the sound and the right decision. Um, so what makes for good decision making? And how are we making those decisions? What role does our brain play in the decision making process? And before we leave the podcast, Today, I want to give you four strategies that I use for myself in making the sit the in during the decision making process. Um, <clears throat> so first, how are we deriving to making decisions? Do you find for yourself you make any rational uh, decisions? Are the decisions that you're making um, are the end results negative? Um, or unfulfilling. Maybe it didn't come out the way you planned or thought it should be, uh, whatever the decision you decide to to make. Um, Are you overthinking 
in your decision making process. So I raised those questions because simply um, in the past, I've been known to overthink a situation when making decisions. And I realized and learned that oftentimes overthinking in the decision making process can lead to making bad decisions. <clears throat> so I wonder how would successful people make decisions? How do successful people in business, in everyday life, go about making their decisions? Well, I found out this, that most entrepreneurs and business mind people make their decisions within 30 seconds or less. They get a brief description of what's going on and what choices need to be made. They get it. They think it, they process it. And then they make the decision. 30 seconds. That's incredible. See, for me, um, the decision-making process is a little more lengthier. Well, in the, in the past, it's been a little more lengthier. Um, I have to think the whole thing out. I want to know the pros, the cons, the whys, the what's, the who's, the don'ts, you know, because I always felt that I only had one shot to get it right. And... That led to really ineffective decision making. So oftentimes we don't have a lot of time to make decisions. Some of our decisions require a split on the second right now, yes or no answers. <clears throat> and if you if you struggle with making decisions, you can miss opportunities. And I found myself throughout life missing opportunities because my inability to make a sound decision in a short minute of time effectively. Colonel Powell said this. He said he only requires 30% of the information to make a sound decision. I thought that was astonishing. 30% of the information to make a sound decision? No wonder I've been making the wrong decisions because I need 100% of the, the information for me to make a, a sound decision. Not only do I need 100% of the information to make a sound decision, I need two or three inputs from colleagues, friends, spouse to ensure that I make the, round, the right decision. But I realize this, <clears throat> oftentimes, we use these lengthy measures for making decisions because we make decisions uh, because of fear. We lack the ability to make a sound decision because of fear. Fear grips us. We don't want to fall short. We don't want to be looked at as failures. We don't want to be looked at as incompetent in making our decision making. And that was the factors for me that hindered me. And when opportunity presented itself, because I couldn't make the sound decision swift enough in a time enough, timely manner and move and act on it. So what makes for good decision making? This is what I found. According to psychologists, making a heartfelt and gut feeling decisions are more likely to be wiser and beneficial when making decisions. Excuse me? Making a heartfelt and gut check 
decision? I chuckled when I thought about it. Because oftentimes, many decisions that I made after long times of pondering wind up being decisions that I made from my heart or because of my gut feeling, my instincts. So if that's the case, why did it take so long to make the decision? It was because of fear that hindered me from making the decision. I recently read in Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. He gives us uh, two, two rational, fundamental, sound perspectives about the decision-making process and how our brain um, either helps us make decisions or could very well hinder us from making sound and swift or fast decisions. He states in his book, the, uh, the Nortex part of the brain is responsible for rational and analytical thought and language. So often I have to process all the information. He goes further to say that the limbic part of the brain is responsible for our feelings, such as our trust and our loyalty, and is also <clears throat> uh, responsible for our human behaviors as well as our decision making. Hmm. Our limbic is responsible of feelings. Psychologists say that making a heartfelt or gut feeling decision is more likely to be the wiser, beneficial choice when making decisions. So in essence, it's wiser to make our decisions because of what we feel in our heart or in our gut because of instincts. While I don't believe there's anything wrong with um, um, the analytical approach or rational decision, oftentimes it leads us to making the wrong decision or missed opportunities. Cynic says, the gut decision is simply the right decision. It's what feels right. While there's no part of the stomach that controls our decision-making process, the truth is the feelings within our limbic brain causes us to draw to the right decision. Our limbic brain is powerful, power, powerful enough to draw from us or drive us towards a behavior. The behavior of making gut-wrenching, heart-feeling decisions. Man, amazing. I thought that was real insightful about how we make decisions in life. And it also counteracted how I made decisions. Oftentimes enough, I would have to phone a friend, hit a colleague up, talk to a mentor or two, maybe even check in with the wife and say, hey, what do you think of this? While the whole time my heart and my gut are leading me in one direction. 
Man, if I could only tell you how many times I missed opportunities, I I I missed uh, um, uh, sucks. I I I could very well say I I, I missed uh, financial benefits because I wouldn't act. It took me too long to make the decision. It took me too long to process the pros, the cons, the 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 negatives, the whys, the whatnots, um, the the conflict that could arise. It took me too long to process all of that. When the truth of the matter is, I could have just trusted my gut and still made the right decision. This is what I found too. While it's contrary to popular beliefs, our emotions enhances our decision making. The truth is, sitting too long and making decisions can really affect our outcome. Who said you wouldn't make a wrong decision? Who said that every decision you made had to be the right decision? Even when we make the wrong decision, we can learn from that decision that will give us uh, the ability to make and learn how to make wiser and been more beneficial decisions. So four, four, four strategies for, for the decision-making process that I, I find uh, are effective and works well for me. One, stop seeking perfection. Learn to take a leap of faith without all the answers. In thinking about this, I realize too often we place ourselves in in the decision-making process. A decision comes up at hand and we begin to say, well, what if it's the wrong decision? Everybody will look at us or look at me like such or I will feel like such. Take yourself out of the decision-making process. Begin to trust the process. Begin to take the leap of faith. Opportunity shows up. And it only knocks once in most cases. What choice are you going to make for yourself? <clears throat> Two, turn your brain off. Insight comes when you least expect it. And when it does come, I'll say, act on it. See, I'm in this mindset, this entrepreneurial mindset where I'm looking to grow my business, myself, um, to gain financial stability, to give my family a better lifestyle. Plus two, I got some wants and desires for life. And if I ever plan to get to that, I have to be to a place where I can, can soundly think on something, ponder it briefly to come up with a, 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 a resolve, to come up with a decision. This is what I found in, sh in shutting or turning off my brain. <clears throat> when a decision arises, a difficult one for that matter. And the truth is, none of them are really difficult if we trust our heart and guts. But it seems difficult. If I would just shut my brain off and begin 
uh, take the, the, the small bit of information and process it. Place it in my subconscious and move on to the next task. Um, within seconds or, or, or within minutes, an idea pops in your brain and you act on it. So turn your brain up. Stop stressing over the decision you have to make. Um, stop fumbling over all the research and, and the pros and cons. You know, get the, the limited information, 30% from what Colonel Powell says, and make a, be able to make a decision. Turn, to help, uh, turn your brain off will help you make that decision. Third, in some cases, you just simply have to decide. Stop the, all the problem solving. Making decisions really relies on our intuition. That's that gut feeling and heart feeling. And less on all the an analysis about the situation. Man, and that sounds similar to what Colonel Powell says? Not only that, it supports the, the exact findings from psychologists who done research and understand that making our decisions, our heartfelt decisions or gut feeling decisions are likely to be the most beneficial when making decisions. Four, stop fearing making mistakes. The successful people figured this out, that the correct decision typically came after they made the wrong decision. I don't think there's wrong, anything wrong with making the wrong decision. You simply make the wrong decision. You, you admit your mistake. You correct the, the, the issue. And I think you move forward. At the same time, I think it gives you credibility. It gives you credibility with your employees, your staff, your family, your friends. Because they begin to realize that, hey, even he can make a mistake or a wrong decision. While wrong decisions don't always have to be fatal, they can at oftentimes become rewarding because you learned from them. Man. So, four strategies towards making um um, successful decisions. One, stop seeking perfection. Two, turn your brain off. Three, simply decide and stop problem solving. And four, stop fearing mistakes. The whole process of life is to grow and develop. We won't always make the best decisions, but I believe following these strategies can help you make sound decisions along with following your heart and your gut. It's your boy, Dwayne Roberts, and this is the Men of Vision podcast. We thank you for listening. Gentlemen, I hate to tell you, but our time has come to an end. We're here at Men of Vision, 
like to say thank you for your listening ear and your time. Listen, if you'd like to leave a comment from Men of Vision, please email us at info.movincco at gmail.com. If you want to follow Men of Vision, you can follow Men of Vision on LinkedIn as well as Facebook. Um, before we go, again, we'd like to say thank you. Please drop us a line. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know uh, how we can offer uh, and be a more effective in reaching more men in this podcast. Share the podcast with your friends and loved ones. Also, like our Facebook page, as well as follow us on LinkedIn. Until next time, I am your boy, D. Rob, Dwayne Roberts from Men of Vision. God bless. Men, are you looking to ignite your spiritual growth, possibly strengthen your marriage, even become a better father, or engage your community? If that's you, then Men of Vision inspires men to walk in their purpose before God by building intentional, consistent, and authentic relationships. Let's face it. Men today and men all around the world are under severe attack. We find it hard to live authentic Christian lives. While we may thrive to become better fathers and husbands, the truth is we're frustrated when we're being tested or we find ourselves at our breaking points. The good news is you don't have to settle. Reach out to Men of Vision today via email at info.movincco at gmail.com or follow Men of Vision on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook.